Hey everybody, I'm Jamie Duke. And I am Joe Fondo. And welcome back once again to our podcast, The Towel in the Basin. That's right. And so, Jamie, I have a question. We are sitting here in the middle, uh, we think the middle, of COVID-19. We we hope, hope we're... Right? We hope this is not just the very early beginning, right? Right. And so, so here's a question I have for you. Um, is there anything unexpected... Uh, that that has come out of COVID nineteen for you, whether it's a lesson or whether it's a blessing or just a, a utter and complete misery. Um, anything unexpected that's come out of COVID nineteen? <laughs> yeah, I think there's lots unexpected. Like you should always stay stocked up on toilet paper and uh, right? things of that nature, and yeah, always that ready for controversy to swirl. Uh, yeah, I mean, <laughs> I think that there's all sorts of. Um, unexpected things, some of them good and some of them bad. I mean, and mm-hmm. all joking aside, I wouldn't have guessed at the beginning of this um, that we could end up so divided on some things um, that yeah. maybe shouldn't divide us as much as they do, but yeah. uh, they certainly do. So that's a, I think that's a bit unexpected and I think it's a bit telling to us that we have uh, some work to do and uh, some attention to give to our own selves um, as to whether or not, you know, we really should begin. And I'm not saying that there aren't legitimate things to be concerned about. There really are. I think, mm-hmm. uh, you know, there's, we've lost the ability to have conversations in such a way that people can accurately discern what's true. I mean, one part, one side says this and they have some good data on their side. And another side says the polar opposite. They have some good data on their side. And so being in the middle, it's often hard to do, but that that's one thing. So there are legitimate conversations. I'm not saying they're not, but sure. um, man, the intensity with which we not just disagree with each other, but we even then go on the attack. Yeah. That I think that's I, I was I'm a little surprised I shouldn't be surprised but I'm a little surprised by that and I think it's telling to us that we have uh, a lot of work to do in our own lives in our own hearts and minds about where we stand and how we treat people uh, somehow this is um, you know we've accepted it seems like socially yeah. and spiritually we've accepted that it is okay and even somewhat noble to respond to people vitriolically. Mm-hmm. Uh, or with hostility and harshness and rudeness. Mm-hmm. And we've taken on, I think if we're not careful, we will solidify ourselves in dispositions that are antithetical to, to not just the, the example that we find in the person of Jesus Christ, but to the clear mandates of Scripture in the Old and New Testament about how mm-hmm. we conduct ourselves. The fact of the matter of it is, um, God seems to care very much not just about the propositions we affirm. He does care about that, but he also cares very much about the way we treat one another in the body of Christ and even the way we treat people outside the body of Christ. And so I think that's an unexpected um, thing for us to consider during this time. I think there's some good things too, though. I mean, I I don't know about everybody else, uh, but for me, uh, COVID-19 certainly made the job a lot harder in the role that I sit in. And yet at the same time, it made it so much simpler in a lot of ways. It sort of brought a simplicity to mm-hmm. some things. That, I mean, each day, for example, I, I focus, whereas in, in normal day-to-day affairs in this role, I'm, yes, I care for this institution, but this job takes me off this campus and broadly into the denominational side of things. And it can be very broad in that sense. And this has really solidified things uh, for a season 
that's very simple. I give my undivided attention every single day to the campus and to my family. And so yeah. that, that's good, you know, and, I, and I'm, I'm sure I'm not alone in that, that for many other people, um, you know, it, it gives opportunity for family and it gives opportunity for relationships like that that are very valuable and very, yeah. so that, I think that's good. So I have, I have a follow-up question about that. Okay. Do you feel like there's anything that you will take with you post COVID? I mean, we'll, we'll, I'm, and I'm kind of thinking here, like we'll always have COVID, but when we get a vaccine and we, we don't have to be like on our tippy toes all the time, when we get back to quote normal, do you think there's anything that is happening now that is kind of changing your outlook on what's going to come next? Yeah, well, change of, out, change of outlook, what comes next, I think it has, for me, um, if anything, weakened my ability to see what the future holds. I mean, I, you mm-hmm. know, we, we tend to go through life with this this sense that we're pretty sure what tomorrow is going to be like. Right, and right. Uh, because we, we've we've probably never been disrupted quite this much or quite this long right. and quite this universally. I mean, it's one thing for any one of us to experience something in life that really changes our individual life or maybe even our family's life. But it tends to be isolated to just that, you know, mm-hmm. my family or your family or something like that. But this has changed thing for everybody. Yeah. And um, so I think for me, it's, it's sort of made me more acutely aware of the fact that I really have no idea what tomorrow holds. Therefore, be faithful today. Mm. Uh, I think that COVID has either done one of two things for a lot of people. It's either pruned some things out of our lives mm-hmm. that maybe we didn't need or were potentially even problematic, or it has highlighted those problematic or unnecessary things in our lives in very unique ways that maybe our attention is on them a little bit more. Now, how well a person or a group are handling those things is a different matter, but I think it's at least sort of brought some attention to some areas of life that, that need attention. And, um, I think that's a, that's a, in and of itself, that's a healthy thing to be able to be able to see those things a little more clearly. Now, of course, that's only the beginning of the battle. The, the rest of the battle is to actually do the right thing by those things and to let you know the process have its place in our lives so that we can prune them. And so those types of things, I, I hope, those dispositions, I guess you could say, in my life are um, a bit more um, dispositions of uncertainty about, the, about tomorrow. And that's yeah. not a bad thing. I think right. that's a little more vivid for me. I, I've certainly in my work and in the way I, I deal with my my family, it's changed the way I communicate. Um, I mean, as a as a leader here on this campus, at least, you know, I it, it's forced us to communicate in ways that we typically weren't doing before. Right. And I think we've seen God's favor to us in doing that because our people have responded very well. And so, you know, we've certainly made some adjustments around campus of how we lead now. We, we plan to do videos where we communicate with our, our constituency and our people as regularly as often. Our goal is to do it every week. But, um, you know, so, yeah, there's plenty of things that it's changed around that I think could have a permanent effect on what we do. And and I think that's a really great point because it is so easy from a communication standpoint to get complacent in that. And, it, and it's not that that's a bad thing necessarily. It's just like a habit and, mm-hmm. and such, which are, which are powerful things, habits. Mm-hmm. But when we have to think like, okay, well, we can't do all the normal stuff. How? What's the best way to do this? To think fresh in a real way, uh, back against the wall kind of way. Right. I think that's been very helpful from my point of view. Right. Yeah. And I mean, anytime there's a disruption to life, disruptions force us to recalibrate. Disruptions force us to think outside the box. They they force innovation. 
And uh, I don't ever want to go through this again. And I suspect it would be bad for us to go through something like this again. But those are some benefits to the moment that we just need to make sure that we seize. Yeah. Yeah. Well, let me ask you this last question. Okay. On this topic. Mm-hmm. Um, I've asked you essentially like, how, you, know, you know, what's your reflection on this? How has this been for you and so forth? What advice do you have for someone who's still struggling with this? Someone who really just hasn't gotten their head around this COVID thing. Maybe someone who is in a, a big transition as a result. A lot of people are mm-hmm. out of work, things like this. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of churches, obviously attendance is down and that affects budget. Uh, in a lot of ways, what advice do you have for someone who is really just struggling with this whole COVID situation? Good question. Uh, there are a lot more people struggling than uh, they realized. We, when we struggle, we tend to think that we're unique in that. And we tend mm. to think that we're alone in that. And I would say, first of all, to someone still struggling, because to some degree, all of us are still struggling in some way, right? right? I, I think it's not so much a matter of if there are some that are struggling is to what degree? I mean, some people yeah. are having it fairly easy, but there's still disruptions and some it's quite severe. Um, note number one, you're not alone. Uh, note number two, I would say do not hide. I mean, this is not the time to try to white knuckle this and try to just bear down and try harder to feel better and to do better and things like that, man, you need to find somebody that you can talk to, to about this. Uh, a lot of times in life, just being able to, to say it and just being able to get it off your chest and have mm-hmm. somebody to, to empathize with you a bit, that helps a lot. And so I would say find someone that you can talk to about this um, and develop community as much as possible. I mean, this is not quite like the early days of this when we literally could not see other human beings face to face at all. Um, you know, we know a lot more about the disease now and we're able to uh, navigate it, I think, more safely now. Uh, we still have to take our precautions and things like that, but find ways to, to have community. Don't hide. And, uh, and, and maybe that, that, you know, opportunity to communicate with people is even in the form of, of formal counseling of some kind, but yeah. don't hide. Don't try to suppress it. That's probably not going to do anything other than make it worse for you in your life. And so find, find ways for people to speak into your life and be there for you. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I was thinking, as you said this, um, I've started journaling again, um, mm-hmm. And not a diary, it's a journal. And um, and I find it is extremely therapeutic. So like I just start my morning prayer time with this, just getting my thoughts out. And what I found a lot of times is before I'm able to say something, I can write it. Mm-hmm. But that writing it, even though it's just for me, that mm-hmm. writing it makes a huge, is a huge um, leg up on then being able to talk about it or at least get my right. head around it. Right. Um, yeah. yeah, that's right. Because you're not able. I mean, feelings often, feelings are often very strong, but they're very vague as well. Mm-hmm. And by whether you're writing it down in a journal or you're talking to someone about it, when we go, when we move from just a vague feeling or emotion that we have to an external expression of it, language itself forces us to get more precise and more detail and forces us to begin putting our finger on exactly what's wrong. And I think that's why it's so therapeutic talking about it or writing about it forces you to put words to it, which enables you now to start seeing more clearly what's going on. And then once you have a better picture of what's going on, chances are there's at least something you can do 
to help it out. And you might not have a perfect solution to it, but at least chances are there's there's something that can be done. And and hey, something's better than nothing. So yeah, I think that's why maybe why that's helpful. Yeah. Well, this has been great, Jamie. Thanks for uh, talking about this. Yeah, man. Absolutely. Anytime. All right. Hey, everybody. This is Jamie and Joe again. If you like this podcast, would you leave us a rating and review wherever you listen to podcasts? That helps other people find it. And if you have any questions, we'd love to hear about them. Just go to jamiedo.com slash questions and send them in that way. And we'll take a look at the most frequently asked questions and give them a shot.